0: Coming up on this episode of the podcast, we're going to give you our predictions on which teams come out of the Western and Eastern Conference to make the NBA Finals. We're also going to give you our top five most important players going into the playoffs. And does Jason Tatum belong on that list of top five players? Uh, I think that this year he has really come up to the forefront and year by year he has continued to get better and better as a basketball player. The numbers might not show it, but you can tell by the way he's playing and the way that his confidence is building. Um, He's kind of similar to what John Moran is, right? I won't put him there as a superstar, but I do think that if he's able to get to the playoffs and lead the Boston Celtics deep into the playoffs, then you can start to look at him as a superstar. Uh, They have a very tough matchup, I think, in the Brooklyn Nets, going against Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And I think this is going to be the series where he's going to kind of prove himself to the world and let the world know that he's here and that he's here to stay. You're
1: tuned into the new channel sports podcast, the ultimate sports talk podcast.
0: This is the New Channel Sports Podcast. My name is O N Y, the one and only. I want to thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us. We have a pretty damn good show in store for you. Do me a favor. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, please do not hesitate to subscribe. You can do that on any major podcast platform available. You can also subscribe on our website, newchannelsports.net that's new channel spelled nu channel sports.net give us a follow on Instagram give us a follow on Twitter subscribe to our YouTube channel check us out on TV as well because we're on afro vibes TV download the Roku app so you can see our wonderful faces there on afro Vibes TV I am joined by one of the hardest working co-hosts in all of america the phenomenal one chris
1: what is the deal bro what's good man i'm excited to be here let's get to it
0: i'm excited to be here too man we have a we have a good show in store for you so let's just go ahead and get right into it let's kick off uh episode 138
2: Channel Sports Podcast presents Flashback. Kobe easily knifes through and scores. He's got 10 already. 10 points uh, in 10 minutes on 10 shots. So 10's the number for Kobe at this point. And Kobe is back in and not a moment too soon. And he immediately hits a three. Really. Kobe Bryant, 17. Right now with the Lakers, 35. Kobe has been going and he keeps it going with the backhand layup. Bryant again for the Lakers. Kobe's got 20. Kobe again! 3 pointers got 38 points. Still six and a half to play in the third. He pulls up for a three, yes! Kobe again. When he gets it going like that, I think this is a great timeout. Sam, it's just a great timeout because Kobe right now is really in a groove again. He's got 41 points. Now, you talked about him being in one of those zones. Yeah. He's definitely in it right now. Yeah, three-point play for Kobe, and it's down to a nine-point deficit. Kobe's got 44. Kobe again. Yes, sir. And the crowd's starting to sense it, too, as he builds up to 47 now. Knocked away by Kobe. Great hustle by Kobe. He's going to score. And Dunk Lakers lead. (laughs) Well, that's 51 for number eight. Oh, Kobe counted foul. He'll go to the line, try to complete a three point play. Kobe's got 59, can make it 6 0 with the free throw. Ladies and gentlemen, you are about to see a career high for Kobe Bryant. He goes on. Kobe we'll with it now. Lakers lead 105-96 another three. Well, there goes Will. <laughs> Will went from second to third on the list. Remarkable stuff, ladies and gentlemen. 67 points, Kobe Bryant. Five. Yes! Well, there's 70. Guarded by Cole Peters and Kobe Pumpey for two. Kobe's got the Laker record. Oh my goodness. Ladies and gentlemen, you have witnessed the second greatest scoring performance in NBA history. 79 points by Kobe Bryant tonight against the Toronto Raptors. It's going nuts. Kobe all the way. Kobe put it up. Not count, but foul. Two coming to get to 80 and 81. Bryant for 80. Kobe Bryant, 28 for 46 from the field. This would be 18 for 20 from the line. And an 81-point game. 55 in the second half. Kobe will be in place. And listen to this crowd for number eight, Kobe Bryant.
0: All right, what you just heard was Kobe Bryant going absolutely nuts. Uh, This was back in January 22nd of 2006. He led the Lakers over the Toronto Raptors, 122-104 to victory. And I mean, Kobe was absolutely unstoppable that night. And in watching parts of that game, you would think that they led all the way through, but they really didn't. They had to crawl back into it. And it was really the Kobe Bryant show. He did it all. He was shooting threes. He was driving to the hole. He was getting steals. He was getting three-point plays. I mean, he was in his own world, and to see him go off like that and score 81 points is one of the more remarkable and unbelievable things I've ever seen
1: in NBA history. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Phenomenal performance. Um, I remember watching that game, and like you mentioned, it's just the game wasn't, wasn't a blowout. Uh, the Lakers were down. They needed his scoring performance. Uh, 46 shots. I think it took more than that. Uh, but 40-plus shots in one game is, is stupid. You won't see that very often. Um, but the team wasn't great, so he was able to do that. And he was still efficient and in putting up those numbers. So it was incredible. Yeah, it, it was definitely incredible.
0: The one thing I do remember from that game is that classic ESPN commercial because you know that Jalen Rose on the opposite side playing with the Toronto Raptors and then they made that commercial with uh, Kobe Bryant and and Jalen Rose you really have to see it but I'll play that clip of that commercial but you really have to see it in person Jalen
2: Oh. How you doing? How retirement treating you? It's great, man. It's great. Just, uh, you know, a little writing, a little investing. Nice. So I don't know if you saw the thing on Twitter about your statue. Uh, You know, I don't pay attention to that stuff. Yeah,
1: I figured that. Me either.
2: A drink, Mr. Brent? Yeah, I'll have a a vodka martini. How many dollars would you like? 81. Really? Nah, man, I'm just playing. Just two for he
0: gets it yeah that's like one of my favorite commercials of all time Jalen Rose's face I don't even know if he was really acting I think that he really had that expression on his face he's like looking at Kobe like really 81 you still gonna bring this up so uh that's our flashback back in January 22nd of 2006 where Kobe Bryant went off for 81 points all right let's get into our show We are going to do a top
1: five. This is the top five presented by the new channel sports podcast.
0: All right, so the top five most important players going into the playoffs. Playoffs are getting ready to start this Saturday. A lot of teams trying to get to the finals to win that NBA championship. A lot of important players. And when I talk about employing players, I'm talking about players that really are going to make the difference for their teams, right? Who really going to put their teams over the edge and come and perform in the playoffs. I'm going to go ahead and start off, Chris, if you don't mind. I'm going to give you my number five, and then you can give number four. But number five for me might surprise you a little bit. But I'm going to put John Morant as my number five, as being the most important player, or one of the most important players going to the playoffs. Yes, I I know that Memphis has a, a, a really good record without him. They're 20-4 they're and four in games without John Morant, right? But when it comes to playoff time, you have to have star players, and they have to be able to perform in big moments. And I think that during this playoff run, John Morant is going to show you really and truly why he will be a superstar now. Some people want to say he's a superstar already, but I think superstars are born in the playoffs. Right now, he's just, you know, he's a really good player. He has to prove now that he is on that next level, and I think he's going to be able to do that with the Grizzlies. You can say everything you want to say about the Grizzlies having this great record without him, but you will be lying to yourself if you thought they were a better team without John Morant because they're really not. And I think that he's going to be very important for the Grizzlies if they want to get deep into the playoffs to have John Morant step up and come up big in those big-time moments to help them get over the edge. Uh, They've been playing very, very well. Uh, Taylor Jenkins has been doing an excellent job coaching that team ever since he got there. So I do like this Grizzlies team a lot, and and I do expect John Morant to really rise to the occasion uh, in this playoffs.
1: Yeah, I'm not mad at the John Morant pick at all. Um, I don't know if I would have had him on my list, Uh, but that's just more of a testament to some of the other teams and players in the NBA, so I'm not mad at that at all. Uh, My number four will be Luka Doncic. Luca is the most important player on his team. Um, he's the guy that the Mavericks lean upon very heavily. So they're going to need Luka to perform and to perform well. And then also, when, when you look at Luka Doncic and the Western Conference, there is a legitimate argument to be made that he's the best player in the conference. And that's no knock on Steph Curry, but Steph has been injured. So, I mean, if Steph is indeed injured, you look at the rest of the Western Conference – and I think Luka Doncic is the best player left in the conference. So, and, and that team is really built around him. I love the Spencer Dinwiddie trade in the middle of the year, getting rid of Chris Taps for Zingris, because that really never meshed. and never worked out, even though uh, upon them coming together, you would have thought they would have worked out. But Luka Doncic is very important. on last game of the season, uh, he leaves the game with a strained calf. We don't know how how severe it is. If it is severe, they'll be going home quickly. I'm hoping it, it is not and he's able to play through it. And if he is and he's and he's able to play at a high level in the playoffs, watch out for the Dallas Mavericks.
0: Yeah, I do want to say that Luka Doncic will miss game one against the Jazz. So that's going to be a, a big blow to the um, uh, Dallas Mavericks. And I, I don't disagree with you there. I, I do think that Luka Doncic is a very big piece to that Dallas Mavericks team. And he, he is going to miss game one. That's what they're reporting right now. So that's going to be a big
1: blow going up against the um, Utah Jazz. Tells me, if he's missing game one, he's not going to be too much healthier for game two. So if he's not healthy, then scratch that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but no, even but then, it, it when goes he's not it he still stresses his importance because without right. him, they're
0: doing nothing. Right, right. It stresses his importance a lot. Yes, I, they, they don't win that series without Luka Doncic yeah absolutely yeah all right so my number three that my, my number three might surprise you a little bit too uh my number three is going to be jason tatum uh, i think that this year he has really come up to the forefront and year by year he has continued to get better and better as a basketball player. the numbers might not show it but you can tell by the way he's playing and the way that his confidence is building um he's kind of similar to what john moran is right I won't put him there as a superstar, but I do think that if he's able to get to the playoffs and lead the Boston Celtics deep into the playoffs, then you can start to look at him as a superstar. Uh, They have a very tough matchup, I think, in the Brooklyn Nets going against Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And I think this is going to be the series where he's going to kind of prove himself to the world and let the world know that he's here and that he's here to stay. And I think that without Jason Tatum playing to that caliber, of superstar that it, the Boston Celtics have no chance. That's why I really think that he is a very, very important piece. And that's why he's my number three player
1: on this list. Well, I, I've been firm on my on my thoughts about Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I think they're both overrated. Um, I think it, to your point, even if they both play at superstar levels, I'm, I'm not sure I see it versus the net. So I disagree with Jason Tatum being on this list. I, I just do. I patently disagree with that. Uh, but that's not what we do. With the top five. I'm not here to necessarily argue that. Um, uh, you can I, I argue if you want to, man.
0: You know you want to. You know you want to argue with me, man.
1: No, oh, I mean, there's really no argument. I don't think it belongs on the list, um, particularly with who they're playing in the first round. Even if you were to play like a superstar in the first round, I, I don't. I'm perhaps we're going to talk about this later on in the podcast. But um, are they really going to beat the Nets? I don't. I don't. I don't think so. So um, for him to be listed as the top three important players when I don't even think they're gonna get out the first round, it's just I don't. It's asinine to me. We'll, um, we'll talk you, about that from my more,
0: Hey man, that's the last thing I can call my opinion asinine, bro. I'm getting kind of tired of that, man. You keep every every podcast asinine <laughs> this, asinine that, man. W- w- watch it, bro. Watch it, dog. <laughs>
1: hey man. Go ahead, man. I, I I call a spade a spade. All right, so my number two is, uh, I don't think it's a surprise, but and I, I honestly think it should be number one, but I don't have the number one here. And it's Chris Paul. Chris Paul is Ooh. mightily, mightily important to the Suns. Without Chris Paul, they may lose in the first round. With Chris Paul, they have a chance to go to the finals or win the finals. He's the most important player in the playoffs. Um, the Suns go as he goes. And as much as everybody says Devin Booker is great, when he is really good, um, you look at the way that offense is built, look at the way that team is built, the chemistry on the team, it all starts and ends with Chris Paul. He's the most valuable player on that team. Um, without him, they're not doing much with him. They have a great chance. And the thing with Chris Paul, he almost always gets hurt in the playoffs. It's almost like a guarantee he's going to get hurt. Don't wish it, but it's just one of those things that continually happens. So if you're the Suns, you just want to hope that he doesn't get hurt. And if he does, it's something that you could, you know, kind of like a knick-knack thing and just, he can come back. But um, he's beyond important for that Suns team. And for them to continue to have finals aspirations, he'll have to uh, just be healthy.
0: Yeah, I can't disagree with that. I think Chris Paul is very, very
1: important to the Suns run.
0: Um, he is the the heart and soul of that team. Without Chris Paul, I don't think they have a chance, right? So I can't disagree with that. Uh, my number one is going to be, to me, it's kind of obvious that it's Giannis Antetokounmpo. I think he is the most important piece of any team. Um, he is a MVP caliber type player. Uh, without Giannis on that Milwaukee Bucks team, it's also the same. They don't have a chance. And unlike the other teams that we mentioned, you know, Chris Paul has Devin Booker. Um, John Morant has all those pieces around him. Uh, with the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, even Luka, he has some good pieces as well. And don't get me wrong, Giannis has some great pieces around him. Let me not downplay it. But that team is specifically built around Giannis Antetokounmpo. And without Giannis Antetokounmpo to lead that team and carry that team, they simply just don't have a chance. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, to me, is similar to what Hakeem Olajuwon was back in the day with the Houston Rockets. They fed through Hakeem Olajuwon, and that offense was built directly because of what Hakeem Olajuwon was able to do and what he was able to bring to the table. And it was the same thing on the defensive end as well, which is similar to Giannis. Giannis is just on the defensive end, running around, causing all kind of chaos, and he's what gets the engine started, right? So I think that Giannis Antetokounmpo is definitely, number one, the most important player for any team in the NBA right now as far as the playoffs are concerned.
1: Yeah, and I just – I didn't think about the list in that way. I, mean, I know you said most important player. Right? I was thinking uh, guys who are important and have some a little bit to prove, right? Um, so I wouldn't have put Giannis number one. I would have put Harden or Embiid as number one because – But Giannis, Giannis kind of still has something
0: to prove, right? He doesn't want to be a one-and-done player. I think that Giannis looks at his –
1: his, his but, nobody, but nobody says only. Okay, that guy only has one championship, right? That's I. I haven't heard that. Well, um, I think I. I do think
0: that when you look at Giannis Antetokounmpo, he's the best player in the league right now, right? And I do think that he has an opportunity to build on his legacy. Um, I do think that this is a great opportunity for him to do that because I do think that the Milwaukee Bucks are the best team in the East right now. So when I look at that and I look at what he's able to do, I think this is a very important season for him. I think he is very important to that team. I think he has something to prove as far as being mentioned with the greats really and truly. If he's able to make a run this year in the playoffs and win another finals MVP and win another championship, then you might start to hear rumblings about him being maybe possibly in the realm of the LeBron James and the Michael Jordans.
1: Yeah, but I, I I hear that and I understand that, but there's not really pressure on him, right? If they if they didn't go to the finals, no. nobody's gonna call him a fraud or anything like that. He's already gotten it done. I think yeah. for Harden and Embiid, that that rhetoric will forever be around unless they do something special in the playoffs. So I would have put Harden and Embiid first. I'm not mad that you put Giannis Antetokounmpo on the list at all. I think the guy that really screwed up the list was Jason Tatum because he just does not belong on this list well, as I think far we'll as find out players. We'll find out
0: more. The only reason why I didn't have Joel Embiid and uh, uh, James Harden on the list is because it, it's funny that you mentioned them both. Everybody else that we mentioned, they're by themselves, right? Even if for some reason James Harden isn't able to go, that team will still be able to be carried by Joel Embiid and vice versa. If something happens to Joel Embiid, James Harden will be able to carry that team. So I don't think that they are more important than any of the men that we listed. I, I really don't. Uh, I'll, I also had, as honorable mentioned, Steph Curry on the list as well. I think Steph Curry is very, very important to the Warriors' run. They are going to go as Steph Curry goes. If Steph Curry is on his game and he's playing MVP caliber type basketball, I think the Warriors will do very, very good in the playoffs. And I think that he's also an important piece to that Golden State Warrior team. All right. So let's move on. Let's go ahead and talk about these playoffs, shall we, Chris? Uh, We're going to go ahead and first give our finals predictions, and then we'll go into the playoff picture. How does that sound to you? Phenomenal. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So for me, I kind of gave it away what I think my finals prediction is going to be. But I'm going to go with Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks coming out the East. I think they have a complete team. As far as all the teams are concerned, they have been the most consistent throughout the year. And they know how to do it. They've been there before. They've been battle tested. This is even though they just won last year, they've had battles before that in previous years. So they know how to get it done. They know how to play really, really uh well together. And I think that they have been playing really with really good basket consistently throughout the year. They haven't really gotten too, too high, but they haven't gotten too too low either. So that's a team that I really, really like um, coming out the East. In the Western Conference, I named it. I like the Golden State Warriors. And it's for some of the same reasons I'm talking about the Milwaukee Bucks. They know how to get it done. They're completely healthy now. They have a full roster. Draymond Green is there. Klay Thompson there. Steph Curry is there. Those are the originals. Those are the guys that you know of. Then all the role players around them, they're coming to their own as well. I like with Steve Kerr has been able to do with that Golden State Warrior team as well. He has really proven to me that he's a, a good head coach in this league, and I just like what they've been able to do. They did have a little lull uh, some round the end of the season, but I don't think that's going to be that too big of a deal. Steph Curry is hurt, so we're going to see how that affects them going to the playoffs. But I like the Warriors. They've been playing really good basketball. Throughout the you know the the course of the career of of the of the season, and they've been consistent as well, and they are battle tested. Also, they know how to get it done. So I look for the Milwaukee Bucks to come out the East and the Golden State Warriors to come out the West.
1: So who's your champ?
0: I don't know yet. I really don't what know. Mean yet. You don't I, know, bro. Make well, a pick, bro. I would, I, would, I would go with the Milwaukee Bucks. I, I will look at Giannis Antetokounmpo getting back to back MVP Finals. Uh, and championships,
1: yeah. So um, I, I, I've been high on Giannis and the Bucks uh, well before you were. Um, uh, we have a podcast uh, on our on our. We have a podcast where you were talking about Giannis I being the best in the NBA. So you were bugging. Uh, Giannis is the best player in the NBA. He's been so for at least a year. Um, the The Bucks should make the NBA finals. So I got the Bucks coming out of the East. Now, the West is tricky for me. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I do like your pick of Golden State. And I do think the way the playoffs set up for Golden State, if they get past the Nuggets, they're going to play in the second round, either one of Memphis or uh, Minnesota, which are two teams that they could probably beat in their sleep. So they're going to make the Western Conference Finals. It's very likely they're going to make the Western Conference Finals. Uh, prior to Lucas' injury, so prior to Lucas' injury, I had the Mavericks coming out of the Western Conference. And for me, It was simply because I believe that Luka Doncic is the best player in the Western Conference, and that's why I picked the Mavericks to make it out. But because that um, Luka Doncic is now injured, and we don't know the uh, extent of his injury, I'll stick with my Mavericks pick because I want to keep taking integrity. But obviously, if it turns out that he's unable to play in the series versus the Jazz, I'll make the switch. I love the Mavericks. Unfortunately, the injury derails them, but I love what the Mavericks did in bringing in another ball handler and Spencer Dinwiddie, having a team truly built around Luka Doncic and allowing him the freedom to roam. And like I said earlier, if you take out Steph Curry with the injury, or even if Steph Curry is healthy, you could still argue that Luka Doncic is the best player in the Western Conference. You could make that argument. And uh, for me, that really does mean a lot coming in, coming into a series. It means a lot. Um, so we'll see what happens. If he's healthy, then I, I'll feel confident about my Mavericks pick. If he's not, I'll switch it up. Yeah, right now, I, I think it does
0: say a lot that he's going to miss that first game. Yeah, so with that being said, he's not going to be healthy throughout the course of that series, even if, he's, if he is able to come back. Because when he comes back, he's not going to 100%. So that is a big blow to that team. But uh let's go ahead and go through the the bracket, what you say. Let's start on the Eastern Conference. Let's start with the 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 matchup that you already proclaimed that Brooklyn is gonna win against the Boston Celtics. I think the yeah, Boston Celtics are gonna win. Huh? Go ahead. What?
1: Girl, I was gonna give my pick. No, go, okay, go, I'll let you go first. Go ahead. Go, go yeah, ahead. Go I'll ahead. be br- brief with the picks. I'll just pick the team I'm gonna pick and say why. Uh, I I got the Brooklyn Nets winning because of the better team. Uh, I got the Nets winning in five or six games. I don't anticipate this being a long series. Well, six games is a long series. Uh, I I don't anticipate the the Celtics offering too much to stop Kyrie Irving or Kevin Durant. If you look at it, you can argue that they have the two best players in this series in Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. The Celtics have no shot. Got the Nets winning comfortably in five or six.
0: No, you know, I really... Cannot disagree with that too much. I do have the Celtics winning. And I do think that in these playoffs, I'm expecting the young bucks to really come up and prove themselves. I do think this is an opportunity for Jason Tatum to really prove himself and become that superstar. Like I mentioned, that's why I think he's a very important player to that team. I think this is going to be the playoffs where you're going to start to see the young talent really uh, take face and emerge as superstars in this league. And I think that this is going to be the series in which that happens. Boston has been playing consistently well throughout the season, and I think they're going to be rewarded for that in the playoffs. The Brooklyn Nets have been up and down. They've had injuries here and there. I don't think that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are going to be able to carry the Brooklyn Nets in this series based solely on their offensive firepower. And believe you me, I know that the firepower there is immense. And I know that they're the, the two best players on the court. But I have to think at some point in time that the inconsistency of the year is going to catch up to them. Boston has been playing consistent basketball throughout the year, and that's why I give him the edge. And I do think that Jason Tatum, this is going to be kind of his coming out party in the league. So we can yeah, stay Yeah, I don't in the see East- it, man. That's fine. We'll see it. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I I, you know, I like I said, I think this is gonna be the playoffs where you see to start to see these young, these young cats emerge. So we'll we'll see what happens. We'll stay in the Eastern Conference. We got Chicago, Milwaukee. We won't dibble dabble on that too much. We both like Milwaukee Bucks, right? Yeah,
1: we can move on, bro.
0: Yeah. Philadelphia and Toronto. I like Philadelphia.
1: Yeah, I like Philly, it wouldn't stun me if the Toronto Raptors beat them at all. Right. It would not surprise me. Uh it would be a, a horrible horrible thing for the 76ers if they lose in the first round to uh the Toronto Raptors. It it would be it would be it'd be terrible. There's really no other way to say it. It would right. be terrible if they lost in the first round.
0: We're both picking Philadelphia because Philadelphia is supposed to win. But in one of your classic statements you made on a podcast a couple of times ago, you said you never know what to expect with Philadelphia. They can lose these games that they're quote unquote supposed to win. So it's going to be very, very interesting that series. But I, I gotta, I gotta think that Joel Embiid, James Harden, and Doc Rivers they're going to find a way to get it done in this series. If they
1: do not win this series, Doc Rivers is done. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, they've already you know, maybe- invested so much. not really because think about it they invested so much in the James Harden trade I mean who are you going to bring in (laughs) you don't really I I, don't know they got to find they got to find somebody here. they will have I don't know I don't don't think I don't think they have another play to be honest with you Mm. I I, I don't know what if they lose this series they're basically screwed for quite some time (laughs) so (laughs) I don't another another coaches are going to come help them there Uh, right I feel bad for them if they lose this series
0: okay all right, so we don't know who's going to win because this is pre-recorded as far as who's going to get the eighth seed. But whoever's the eighth seed, they're going to be playing the Miami Heat. Uh, that would either be the Hawks or the Cleveland Cavaliers. I don't think either team really has a shot to beat Miami, even though I do think it would be interesting if it was the Hawks just because of that superstar power there that they have with Trey Young. But I, I will pick Miami to
1: to win that series. Yeah, it depends, right? So if the Hawks do prevail, um, which is not a guarantee, because you know they're gonna have to go to Cleveland and win that game. Uh, but I will say that if the Hawks do win, uh, they they have a good shot at upsetting the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat are not they're not your typical number one seed. right? right? The East was really close, um, and and they've really been kind of I don't want to say a tailspin, not quite the Chicago Bulls tailspin. But they haven't been great towards the end of the year either, and they had to dust up with um, Udonis Haslam and um, Jimmy Butler. Name. Jimmy Butler. So, and, and I think that I think cooler heads and adults will prevail there. But I do think it's telling that that team may not be even as together as they were when they were in the bubble. And there's this, there's a part of me that looks at the Miami Heat team and says, you know, they if they meet the Hawks, the Hawks have have a good chance of upsetting them, even you're the Cleveland Cavaliers. Chance, man. Say it with your chest, bro. No, I'm, 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 not, I'm not picking, are them. No, I'm picking the them. Are you saying that the Hawks are going to win? No, I'm not, I'm not picking them. But what I am saying <laughs> is, uh, what I am saying is it's going to be a close series, whether it's Cleveland or the Hawks, because I, I don't think Miami is very good. And if you're Toronto and Philadelphia, you're, you're really, you know, rubbing your hands together saying, we can make the conference finals avoiding Kevin Durant, Avoiding your guy, Jason Tatum, which I don't think is a big deal. And avoiding Giannis Antetokounmpo. And that's that, that's that's awesome if you're Philadelphia and Toronto. So it's a wonderful thing if you're Philadelphia and Toronto or Miami to be able to get to the conference finals without having to meet um, really the two big heavy dogs in the East and Kevin Durant and Giannis Antetokounmpo.
0: Mm. No, we're going to see, man. We shall see. Uh, over in the Western Conference, you have the Memphis Grizzlies playing against the newly crowned champion Minnesota Timberwolves, who celebrated like it was 1999 when they won their play-in game. Well, it was more so Patrick Beverly. But who do you have in that series against Memphis and the Minnesota Timberwolves?
1: Upset alert! Upset alert! I have the Minnesota Timberwolves winning that series uh, John Morant and the Grizzlies have played. Their record is better than what they really are. I'll just be honest with you. Um, they play with a lot of passion. I love some of the guys on that team, but I love the Timberwolves here, man. The Timberwolves are loaded with talent. They should be better than the seventh seed. And everybody was laughing the way Patrick Beverly and Ant and Big Cat, wherever I was making fun of them for the way they celebrated. But there's a certain camaraderie about this team. There's a certain we've been through everything and we're going to continue grinding. And I love the response. When everybody was making fun of them, they basically said, we're celebrating this. We're happy about this. It's not that we're we're content with it, but it's a celebration, right? And I I love the shots that D'Angelo Russell was able to hit in that game. You think about D'Angelo Russell, you think about Ant, you think about Big Cat. You think about Patrick Beverly. I really like this Timberwolves team. And they got to look at the Memphis Grizzlies as, yeah, you guys are the number two seed, but we don't care. It's it's just a perfect matchup. I think it could, has the potential of being a seven-game series and not just that, of the potential of being just one of the best series we've seen in the mm. first round uh, because of the matchup. I, I like the Timberwolves here, so I'm going to pick them in six or seven.
0: Man, you stole my quote from me, bro. I'm looking at this series, too, as being probably, if not the best series, one of the best series. I do think it's definitely going to go down to seven games. I like Minnesota, too, man. But I also like the Grizzlies. I, this was, this one, was for me, was a head-scratcher. I did not know who to pick because in this series, I see D'Angelo Russell and I see Carl Anthony Towns as those Those young talents, right, that I'm talking about, they're going to come into the playoffs and emerge and really start to show themselves as superstars. And on the other side, you have the Memphis Grizzlies and John Morant. I talked about John Morant being an important player, but I'm going to go ahead and stick with the Grizzlies on this one. I think the Grizzlies are going to find a way to pull it out in seven. But this was very, very tough for me because I do like what you said, Chris. They have this camaraderie and they're just playing well together. They have each other's back. They're playing with emotion and they're playing with passion. And there's nothing wrong with that. So it, it should be a, a pretty interesting series, but I'm going to go ahead and stick with my guns and go with the the Memphis Grizzlies on this one. On the other side of the equation, the winner of that series faces the winner of the Golden State Warriors and the Denver Nuggets. I have the Golden State Warriors win that series, obviously, because I haven't gone all the way to the NBA finals. But The Denver Nuggets are are good too, man. I think that this is going to be a good series also.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a great series. The Nuggets don't match up really well against the the Warriors. If Steph Curry's healthy, this series could be over quickly because the Nuggets just, it's not a good matchup. It's really, really not. And Jokic really isn't allowed to be the guy that he is in the regular season. You talk about guys who have pressure on them. Jokic is potentially going to win back-to-back MVPs and, Gonna get bounced early again. Um, his game just doesn't translate too well in the playoffs. I think there's pressure on him to have a good outing in this first round. But unfortunately for the Nuggets, I mean, if there was one team they didn't want to see in the first round, uh, throughout the NBA. So if you, even if you could include Giannis and the Nets, I think the worst team they could play is the, the Grizz. Uh, excuse me, the Warriors, because they just don't match up well. Um, all all accounts show that Steph Curry will be back for Game One. And that's all I needed to know to make this pick. Uh, I, I, I don't think they'd sweep the Nuggets, but I can see them beating them in five games.
0: Yeah, I can see that too. But I think it's still going to be a tough, grinded out type of series. I, I can't see the Golden State Warriors sweeping the Nuggets. I, I can't see that. I could very easily see it going to six, honestly. But if you think it's going to be um little, if not going to be as close as that, then okay. We'll, we'll see what happens. On the other side, we have the Dallas Mavericks and the Utah Jazz. We talked a little bit about the series already. If Luka Doncic is a hundred percent, I agree with you that the Dallas Mavericks should win this series. But Utah, David, you know, rumbling Donovan Mitchell a couple of months ago said that if if he wasn't hurt in one of those series, that they would have actually beat the Phoenix Suns. So I think that this year there's actually some pressure on the Utah Jazz to win because each year, kind of like we showed the Denver Nuggets, they go into the playoffs, but they really don't make a lot of noise. Right. So I think this is going to be the year that they're going to try to maybe quietly do something in the playoffs. And Donovan Mitchell is going to try to show that he's really gotten to that level of superstardom in the league. And then I, I'm pretty sure that we both agree that the Phoenix Suns will, will beat
1: whoever that comes out of the, the play in. Yeah, Um. I, well, this is the thing. So if it's the Clippers, I think it'll be a very interesting series because if you look back at the Western Conference Finals last year, um, they, had, they had Pat Bev, I understand that. But if you look back at the Western Conference Finals, it was closer than a lot of people think, and the Clippers basically gave a game away. So if they play the Clippers in the first round, I'm not going to say it's an upset. Uh, I'm not picking quite an upset, but it wouldn't surprise me if the Clippers beat them. Uh, the Clippers match up really well against the Suns system and the Clippers play very well together. That's assuming they beat the Pelicans. Um, if the Pelicans beat the Clippers, I don't think the, the Pelicans have a shot. I think they may get swept. Um, so the only way the Suns are challenged in the first round is if the, the Clippers beat the Pelicans in the play-in. So what do we know about Kawhi Leonard? Is he He's done for the season. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> you know, how, you know how quiet his people be, bro. We don't know anything, but I I, I think it's safe to assume that he's done for the season. Okay, cuz I want to make no surprise appearance
0: in the playoffs or anything like that, but I agree with you. If the Pelicans were to find themselves in that eighth spot, it would be a quick series. Uh as far as the Clippers are concerned, I think it kind of got to them that they actually lost to Minnesota. I think they thought that they were going to win that game against Minnesota, and they were going to be facing the Memphis Grizzlies. I just don't think that they're going to be able to 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 match the Phoenix Suns. I I really think Phoenix Suns are going to win that series too. That might go five, maybe six, if they did play the Clippers. I I can't see the Phoenix Suns losing to the to the Clippers. I really can't. Did you say who's going to go to the finals? Did you make your final picks? Yeah, I did. Uh, I had the the Mavericks and the Bucks. Oh, you so everything is on the shoulders, literally, <laughs> with Luka Doncic. Yeah, oh, if, if, if Luka's not healthy, then obviously that pick won't work. Who do you have as a backup? Because I'll give you a backup. I don't. I don't know if Luka's... Now I won't give you a backup. Why? Why are you even saying that?
1: That's your pick. No, you're That's right your though. Pick. I get the point. If, if if Luka if Luka can't do it, then I, I'll go ahead and pick the Suns. Mm. Um, I, I think. If the Western Conference Finals ends up being the Suns versus the Warriors, if, that's, if that actually happens, I think it will be very cool. And I'll be honest with you, because you pick Golden State. If it's the Suns versus the Warriors, uh, even though I it's just tough, I, I don't know how the, the Suns beat the Warriors, to be honest with you. Uh, we'll see how the playoffs go. But I. I'd be, I'd be hard-pressed to pick against the Warriors in that series. So, essentially, I think my backup would be the Warriors making the mm-hmm. finals.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be the, the Warriors and the Suns in that uh, Western Conference Finals. I really do. And that That's where I stand on that. But, you know, anything can happen right now at this point. As far as the, with the Eastern Conference concerned, I do think that it'll be Milwaukee and the Philadelphia 76ers. I mean, I'm sorry, man. If the Philadelphia 76ers do not find a way to get to the Eastern Conference Finals, I just, I cannot phantom them losing to Toronto or whoever wins in the Miami series. I just can't, I wouldn't be able to understand it. (laughs) I'm sorry. Like you ever seen that meme with the guy and he's like confused with all these math numbers in his head. That's the way I would look. Like I will be like, how did y'all not make it to the Eastern Conference Finals? It it, it would baffle me. So right now, that's what I have. I'll have Milwaukee and Philadelphia, Golden State and the um uh Phoenix Suns. Then the power matchup of the Golden State Warriors, Milwaukee Bucks, Giannis wins another championship. Yeah. All right. So let's end the show off. With a little fact or fiction,
1: it's
2: time for fact or fiction. Is it true or is it false? True or false? F- 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 fact
0: or
1: fiction?
0: All right. Recently, Baker Mayfield was on a podcast. You never know. Podcast, I believe it's called, hosted by a gentleman named Mike. Haven't really heard about the podcast a lot. But on the podcast, he said that he felt disrespected by the Cleveland Browns. Fact or fiction, Baker Mayfield was disrespected by the Cleveland
1: Browns. (laughs) Well, it's it's most certainly fact. He was definitely disrespected. Um, I I guess the follow-up to that is, does anybody care that he was disrespected? No. Which makes the disrespect worse. It's one thing. If somebody slaps you right in front of everybody, it's a whole nother thing when they slap you in front of everybody and nobody really cares. Um, He was certainly disrespected. he was the starting quarterback there and they basically said, you're out of here. And not only you're out of here, we're going to pay record money for a guy to come and replace you. So he was definitely disrespected.
0: Yeah, he was definitely disrespected. I, I agree with you. He said in his own words that the Cleveland Browns told him one thing and they did something completely different. So when you look at it like that, whether it's true or not, you can already see the writing on the wall, the way they approached it. And they really f- went out to try and get the Sean Watson when they had Baker Mayfield there. It was disrespectful, but that's really the reality of being a quarterback in the NFL. If you're not an elite quarterback, you have to be looking over your shoulder Every day, because you never know what they're going to be trying to do to make their team better. And there's only a handful of really elite quarterbacks. Every other quarterback in the league has to look over their shoulder. And the way that the owners go about doing it is it is very hard not to be disrespectful about it. So that's that's definitely a fact. And the last one for fact or fiction, more teams from the AFC North will make the playoffs than the AFC West. Fact or fiction?
1: Uh, I'm going to have to go with fiction there. Uh, I think the AFC West has a legitimate shot at getting three teams to the playoffs, and I don't think the AFC North has it, is is, is going to get three teams in the playoffs. So uh, that's kind of my thought process there. I love what the Raiders did this offseason. I love what the Chargers did this offseason, and I still love the Chiefs. So those are the three teams that I'm looking to come out of the AFC West. When you look at the AFC North, of course, you want to look at the Bengals, but I could see them having a a playoff runner-up type of season, and we know the history of the NFL with that. When you lose the Super Bowl, you typically don't have a great season afterwards. So you look at the Bengals maybe not being as good. You look at the Steelers. They don't really have a quarterback um, that they trust to start day one yet. We'll see what happens with Baker Mayfield. You have Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns, but you got to ask yourself how many games will Watson be suspended? And then you have Lamar Jackson, who still has a you know a contract issue with the Baltimore Ravens. And on top of that, you, you know you want you want to hope that Lamar is going to be healthy throughout the season, but last season he wasn't. So the AFC North is intriguing as it will be to watch particularly if Baker Mayfield ends up going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. As interesting as the division may be, uh, you could argue that there's only one team that's going to come out of that division, and that'd be the division winner. Uh, So I I like the AFC West much more.
0: Yeah, I like the AFC West. Um, I like Kansas City to go back to the playoffs. I like the Chargers to go back to the playoffs as well. And you're right there could be only one team that comes out the north. I do like the Baltimore Ravers to bounce back from the season they had last year. And we don't really know what's going to happen to Sean Watson. Is he going to be suspended games? How many games will he be suspended? How will that affect the Cleveland Browns Pittsburgh? They don't have a legit quarterback yet as a starter. And you look at Cincinnati. They have to really prove that last year wasn't a fluke. So coming into this year, I don't know. If they're going to really, um, you know, turn the corner, and it's worth me to say turn the corner when it went to the Super Bowl. But we've seen many, many times teams make a run in the playoffs, and then the next year they totally disappear and they don't even make the playoffs. So I'm going to go in and say that that is going to be fiction. I definitely look at the AFC West having more teams go to the playoffs than the AFC North. If this is your first time checking out this podcast, please do us a favor and subscribe. You can do it on any major podcast platform available. You can also go to our website, newchannelsports.net. New channel spelled N-U-Channel Sports. You can subscribe there as well. Give us a follow on Instagram. Give us a follow on Twitter. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're trying to get some things in the works there. Um, You can also check us out on Afro Vibes Television. Download the Roku app so you can see us on the New Channel Sports Show. My name has been O N Y, the one and only. I was joined by my co-host, the phenomenal one, Chris. Until next time, we're out. Thanks for listening to the new channel sports podcast.
2: If you like the show, feel free to leave a comment and a five-star rating. Your support is very much appreciated. Also, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or on our website, newchannelsports.net. That's new channel spelt in channelsports.net. Got a sports-related question for the crew? Just leave a voicemail on our website. Till next time. Have a good one and stay safe out there.